Welcome listeners to your guide to Incendies. This is your co-host Corbin. And I'm Alan. Incendies is the fourth Denis Villeneuve film actually distributed by Sony Picture Classics, which if you, uh, Sony Picture Classics, there's um, the Samuel Goldwyn films there. I know 20th Century Fox had one. This is kind of their indie label for, you know, movies from, you know, foreign directors, up and coming directors, more of a modest budget. This is Denis' first film to break into the mainstream. Believe it or not, it came out, and I'm going to say this now because I got the countdown to work on the spreadsheet. It came out <laughs> 10 years, four months, and nine days ago. Wow. So it's been over a decade. Yeah. So his oldest film, uh, which is, I think we can attribute it to being the one that, you know, kind of set the standard for what Denis is going to be now. Um, it's over a decade old. So seems relatively young for a director like Denis Villeneuve. But as we know, he's made other films than just this. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly to the day, today, as of to this recording, I should say his oldest film came out 23 years ago. It's also Denis longest film for the first time. His movie is now over two hours clocks in 131 minutes. That's two hours and 11 minutes. Um, of course, he is continuing the R-rated tradition. Second R-rated film, technically his first and third films are not rated. Well, before we get into the making of the film, the scores, the box office, and all of that, allow me to take you back to 2011 to remember the top movies released that year. They were Captain America, The First Avenger, Harry Potter, and The Deathly Hallows Part 2, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, a lot of parts, Fast Five, <laughs> Thor, The Cabin in the Woods, X-Men First Class, Hugo, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Help, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Contagion, Super 8, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Source Code, and The Adventures of Tintin. So quite a few very popular movies and huge blockbusters came out that year. I, th I think I've seen all of those movies that I've named. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen all of them, but I have I think I've seen the majority of what you named off. I know I haven't seen the, the Twilight movie, um, and I haven't well. seen Adventures of Tintin. Um, but I've all heard good things about at least one of those. <laughs> yeah. If you, oh yeah. If you haven't seen the adventures of 1010 listeners, you are really missing out. Definitely check it out. I just love that movie. I am still so sad. We have not got a sequel to it, but if you would like to reminisce more about the films of 2011, then head over to letterbox.com. And while you're there, make sure to follow me and Alan so you can see what we watch and talk about throughout the week. Best Picture at the 83rd Academy Awards went to The King's Speech. Back in 2004, director Denis Villeneuve saw Wajdi Mouad's play Incendies in Montreal. According to an interview with The Globe and Mail, Denis said about the play, I had this strong intuition that I was in front of a masterpiece. Despite knowing little about Arab culture, he saw the play as a modern Greek tragedy. It did take some work to get Muad to allow Denis to adapt the play, but he finally gave his permission, and later he described the film as brilliant. The film was shot in Montreal and Jordan. Over the span of five years, Denis worked on the script, which finally caught film lovers' attention. The movie received eight Genie Awards, which is the Canadian equivalent to the Academy Awards, it was also Denis' first film to finally get the nomination for Best Foreign Language Film. 
His previous three films were campaigned to get the nomination, the Canadian nomination, but they never received it. Incendies was the one to finally do it. So according to Box Office Mojo, the film had a budget of $6.8 million. As we'll talk about on Monday with our review, Denis really had to try hard with a lot of different things to make that budget work. It was very difficult for him to use that budget, but I think he used it very well. It had an opening weekend gross of, of in the United States, $50,679, opened up 46th at the box office. It did not have a wide release um, pretty much at all. It opened in only three theaters, so that's why. Okay, that sounds like it was more film festival opening than a wide, re- than a wide release, what we normally see. So the top five movies that weekend were Rio, which I never saw. That was a 20th Century Fox movie. Did you ever see that animated movie, Alan? I don't think I've seen Rio, but I think I've seen the sequel. Oh, gosh. I haven't seen the first one, though. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Medea's Big Happy Family came in at number two. Water for Elephants came in at number three. Both of those movies, that was their opening weekend. Hop came in at number four. And Scream 4. Dropped from number two all the way to number five. Um, the other movies opening that weekend was African Cats and number six. That was a Disney documentary. And then, like I said, Incendies all the way down opening weekend at number 46. Right. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's uh, such a small release. It's definitely going to be overshadowed by basically anything else because it's not one that um it was by sony pictures classics but it's more of a independent foreign language film so not many it looks like it wasn't like put into many theaters Mm -hmm. um no which i'm guessing the total box office wasn't super amazing from you know (laughs) what we would know what happened with jenny in future movies Yes, that is true. So its widest release was 90 theaters. It was in theaters for 36 weeks, according to Box Office Mojo. Now, these numbers are from Box Office Mojo. I'll talk about the numbers numbers here in just a minute. Um, These numbers, $2 million domestically for Hmm. only opening in three theaters, being in 90. I would say that's not too bad. Um, Yeah. It is Denis' second film to utilize the 185 by 1 aspect ratio. He returned to color also for the film. His last film was in black and white. Foreign markets, it grossed $5 million for a worldwide total of a little over $7 million. So it technically made a profit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it did make a profit. The budget of, what was it, a little over $6 million, almost $7 million? Right. I guess it made some kind of a budget, yeah. Well, according to the numbers.com, domestically it grossed 6.8 million. Internationally it grossed 9.1 million for a worldwide box office of 16 million dollars. Yeah, that makes it look a lot better than what the box when the one box office, the one box office mojo is reporting. I yeah. that's a pretty big uh, difference between the two of them. I wonder um I wonder where uh, each of them got their report from. Yeah, I don't know. I was surprised to see there's a large discrepancy between them. Mm-hmm. Now, for the crew that worked on the film, Andre Turpin is back as DP. 
seemingly for the last time as of now he did do he did uh, photograph his first two films um gregoire heads heads did the composition the music um edited by no- monique d'artone and andre line bear plant i'm sorry i cannot pronounce any of these french names um but denis did work on the dialogue like i said he worked on the script for five years but he did have help um with valerie beauregrand champagne also wrote the script with him as for scores this is denis one of denis highest scoring films mm-hmm. on letterboxd it actually has the highest letterbox rating of them all oh wow highest letterbox rating with a 4.3 nearly Ooh, perfect that's pretty high <laughs> yeah you don't see it very often it also has the highest imdb rating of an 8.3 of all of his films so i'm guessing this is probably on the top 250 all right so incendies hit the imdb top 250 in 2013 at position 202 it is still currently on the imdb top 250 so it has been on there for eight years and it's actually been going down or up depending on how you want to look at it so um in 2019 it was at 118 um so it's it's come down quite a bit from 202 it comes down every year so it seems to me people are really um recognizing this movie each year Mm -hmm. or finding it as we are too it does not actually have the highest meta score as you might think Okay. I mean, has, it's still pretty high, though. It's still pretty high at an 80. That's still extremely yeah. impressive. But it is actually the fourth highest one at an 80. There's three other films we'll talk about that are higher. Um, and it has one of the highest on Rotten um, Tomatoes critic score. It currently has a 92% certified fresh. Ooh. Yeah. Man, that's high. <laughs> that is extremely high. Um, it is actually tied, believe it or not, with Sicario, which also has a 92%. And okay. so far, the only movie to beat it out is Arrival with 94%. They're all really close. So, so far, it seems like um, all of the scores are very extremely high. Uh, extremely high. Was there a cinema score? I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't. Actually, I'd be surprised if there was. No, there was no cinema score. Um, okay. The only score we are left with is a 92% audience score. So audiences uh, love this film as well. So across right. the board, this is regarded as one of his best, if not his best film. Right. And as I think we noted, it finally made it into the, at least the nominations list for the Oscars instead of just being on the uh you know, the for your consideration list or campaigning. Um, but it didn't win. No. Uh, it, it went to a different movie called Haven, I think, which is by Suzanne Beer, which we just recorded oh. a little bit ago. Yeah. A, uh, a little movie called Bird Box that she did. That's that was right. a Netflix original. So that's a bit interesting. I forgot all about that. Yes, that is true. Uh, I haven't seen that movie, but. Neither have I. It must be pretty darn good to beat out a movie with these high of scores. So now I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Now after this, I'm going to go check and see what kind of scores that movie has and see how it's stood the test of time, how it's aged over 10 years. Mm -hmm. All right, Alan, thanks for joining me. I'll see you on Monday. Sure thing. 
All right, and thank you listeners for coming along with me as I've been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to incendies, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we stay silent once again for A Quiet Place Part 2. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.